This is the Living Greater Podcast, and I am your host, Arn Alamond. Hey, everybody, it's Arn. Um, I am so excited as I've been talking about. Um, we uh, One of the big focuses of this podcast is going to be to um, interview uh, people from our community and um, that are making a difference in, in the community and helping others to live greater. Uh, some of it is directly. Uh, maybe they're helping people um, through a service or an industry uh, here locally or, or um, you know, gosh, throughout the world, I guess. Um, but, uh, but others are, are making impacts in other ways. And that's, I think, one of the things that's so exciting in this day and age is that um, we have so much opportunity through through social media to extend our reach and our impact, and um, and sometimes we don't even know the impact we're having on people. And so, um, my guest today is uh, is a longtime friend named Cynthia Anderson. Um, Cynthia, you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do have somebody. I didn't change hello, my voice. <laughs> and um, we uh, we worked together for a number of years, uh, and uh, she's gone on. Um, and uh, and is working at at, a, at another school now. Um, but um, but during that time, um, I mean, you, you know, you've got the glory days at uh, in your careers and stuff. And certainly, um, my time working with Cynthia um, was a lot of fun with a lot of incredible people. And and I just. I remember so many conversations, but also just remember her. I mean, her daughters um, or her daughter uh, watched our boys. And it's just one of those relationships where you have, um, we at least have a lot of respect for her and her family. And so um, it was a lot of fun um, when she left our place to kind of inadvertently, because we were already friends on Facebook and Uh Instagram, kind of inadvertently fall into... Cynthia's story, and that's um, why I invited her uh, to be able to share with you today is because um, her story, it inspired me and it inspires me still, and uh, and as I'm coming to find out, I didn't even really know a whole lot about it, and like so much on social media, sometimes we only know what's on the surface and what we see yeah. on a regular basis. So, um, so with that said, uh, I want to make this um, about... Cynthia and uh, and let her share um, just gosh what what she's doing where she's been uh, why she's doing it and um, and give you guys an opportunity and, and sense to see how incredible this this young lady is so um, anyway so we are gonna we're gonna start um, I guess the first thing Cynthia maybe um, just uh, I mean obviously you know from that intro nobody really knows. Um, what it is. So maybe I, I can say, you know, Cynthia is on Instagram running through the 208. That's her, yeah. um, her Instagram tag. And um, if you could maybe just give us a little bit of background uh, on uh, where that, uh, kind of how that originated and where that came from. Um, well, actually, McKenna, my daughter, came up with it for me. Um, I was going to uh, go on Instagram and kind of tell my story, my journey of of running, you know, running through the 208, running in Idaho. And um, so we came up with that name and then I, you know, just started posting stuff about the different runs I was going on and as I got more into it. And um, it's really amazing, the community out there. You know, you talk to people on Instagram and you form these relationships almost with people and um, just, you know, supporting one another. And um, 
So that's kind of where that came from. And the more support I got and the more questions I could ask people about running, about pace, about, you know, I want to get faster, you know, because you see, you know, they say comparison is the thief of joy or, you know, but I, that was one thing that I always wanted to get faster and faster and, um, and run farther. And, and so I would ask questions Mm -hmm. and I just got a lot of support on there and, and that just kind of evolved from there. I think I remember some of those questions. It's funny. Like I said a second ago, time has kind of gone Uh away in my mind. I have no perspective anymore. (laughs) Um, but have, have you always been a runner? Um, I started running in 2009 and I was about 82 pounds heavier. And so it was always really hard for me to run. Um, I loved it. I was never a runner. Like I can remember in high school, I would be in the nurse's office if we had to run laps because it just wasn't something I liked to do. And then over time, I I really enjoyed it. I liked being out there. I love my family, but it was time to get away from, you know, people and just being out in the outdoors and the fresh air. And um, and then as I could run longer and faster, then it just got to be a competition with myself that I just wanted to keep on improving. And I've never been a competitive person at all, Mm -hmm. but I would see that, you know, I'd see myself, my pace get better and, um, and I could go farther. And so it was really like inspiring to me to, to continue. See that growth over time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, no, I can, I can see that. And I can see that in you. I mean, thinking back to, um, just the post and watching your journey, I think that's what we were chatting about a little bit at the beginning is, is I don't, I don't see you or hear you posting as much about how to, how to reach those times as I used to. Uh-huh. I, I, I think I recall seeing some things about maybe PRs when you've uh-huh. done something better. Um, but now it's more about um, what, what I have observed is more about what you're doing, like mm. the new events that you're doing and the different distances and things like that. So it's neat to see that that transition. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you started running in 2009, um, and you said you didn't like to run when you were younger. Mm-hmm. So what was the thing that inspired you to get started? Like why, why was that something that you just woke up and decided you wanted to do? I think that, um, <laughs> I think that I looked up somewhere that you could burn the most calories running. And so that, I think that was my first thing was like, I want to lose weight. And I think, you you know, you can burn a hundred calories per whatever, 10 minutes or something. And that was like the most calories you could burn. And so I think that's what started me. And I just never got anywhere with it. I was just, you know, because I loved pizza, so mm-hmm. I could go out and run, <laughs> but I could also eat five pieces, ten pieces of pizza. Sure. So sure. it just never, you know, that was that was the circle. I just felt like hamster on the wheel, you know. Right. Right. And I, I was hard. It was hard to get faster because I wasn't eating properly either. Right. So. So that was the first piece that you really threw in was mm-hmm. was the activity um, yeah. and the activity of running mm-hmm. as a means to try and lose weight. Yeah. That was the motive. And I had so many personal trainers and so many, you know, I would go to, I think I have joined every gym in this valley (laughs) (laughs) and just tried everything, you know, Yeah. from weight loss drinks to everything, you know, that I could. When you were with those trainers and uh, do you, like thinking back, do you feel like 
there was a. Hmm. Were they incorporating all of the piece? Or what what piece was missing? I, can you put your finger on that? In my nutrition, I it know, yeah. Strictly, yeah. And I, I mean, even now, it's like got to keep it in check sure. because I think some days I can run and run and run, and I, oh, you know, it's the sweets and the the breads and things like that that yeah. are really, you know. Um, my father was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and so he was sober for thirty seven years um, before he passed away, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it's addiction yeah. runs in your family. It runs in your, it's hereditary. So for me, it was a food addiction that I had. Um, and um, now I can even see that it's an addiction to working out, you know, to constantly, like if I don't, if I don't run or do something every day, mm-hmm. I I can see you know, life gets in the way sometimes, mm-hmm. and and I was sick last week or the week before that, and I didn't work out three days in a row, and I was going crazy. Mm. I was like, ah, oh, you know. Right. And so, so it just, you know, it's it's in there, and and you just gotta feed it differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta feel that need, feed that need, yeah. fuel it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. <clears throat> so as you you mentioned the hamster wheel, and when you um. Uh, when you got started running, did did you see that make a difference? I mean, you've said you're really clear that, that diet is is such a huge component, um, but did you see some of the positive improvements that you wanted to see, or what were some of the things, um, like when you started running, What first off, what kept you going when you first started doing it? I think just trying to get better at it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, you know, that being outside, Boise is such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And we have the green belt and, you know, and great weather. I'm originally from Arizona where it is, <laughs> you know, 365 hot. Right. And so right. I never did anything outdoors there. And plus, I think that as my kids got older, I had a lot more time. Um, for myself, you know, mm-hmm. I, I work in a school, so I get off at three o'clock and mm-hmm. my kids were either working now they're gone. I'm an empty nester. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I have so much time to myself that I can just do it. And it's funny. My husband the other day said to me, um, yesterday, just yesterday when I bought this wetsuit for this try that I'm going to be yeah. doing, um, he said, it's the Cynthia show. And, <laughs> Cause you know, I got a new bike and I got this new right? wetsuit and, and I felt bad, but then I thought, no, I'm not going to feel bad yeah. because 20 years it's, it was the Sierra, the McKenna, the Tony show, you right. know, and now it's, it's about what I, my goals and what I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Is Tony still doing some things that he enjoys too? Yes, yeah. Well, yes, he is. <laughs> so that's good. But he is a huge supporter of of me. And so and this time that I'm, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. It's um I mean that's such a huge component of it. Yeah. And, um you already mentioned um <laughs> Was that on here or was that before <laughs> about uh, about the name um, for your Instagram? Oh, handle. yeah, running yeah. through the 208. Yeah, that, yeah. that came from, from yeah. McKenna, uh-huh. right? And yep. so um, it sounds like you've got amazing family support. Yes, absolutely. This. Um, I can tell it's, I mean, it's, it's inspirational. I know it feels, um, well, I can just tell how passionate you are about it as we're talking about it yeah. and seeing you, right? Yeah, um, I might have, I might cry a little bit during this <laughs> session, so... <laughs> And I might, I might be a support crier, so it's all good. I'll get some tissues. 
Oh, I, I no, I get it. I get it. Um, well, there's a huge, um, there's a there's a huge emotional connection mm-hmm. in why so many of us do what we do, and um, I mean, people probably wouldn't know this about about me, but. Um, you know, at, at times when uh, I haven't been able to exercise, you mentioned how hard it is for you, but uh-huh. at times when I haven't been able to exercise at different types of my life for whatever reason, whether it was injury choice, whatever, um, I would question my worth as a person because that was something that I identified with. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, if I can't do that, then what's my purpose? And it's funny to me looking at that for me because I'm like, dude, you weren't making a living at it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but it was nonetheless, yeah. it's, it's powerful because uh-huh. we, you know, it, it's powerful. It makes, it has the ability to make um, incredible changes in our lives and they're changes that are really positive in a lot of ways yeah and so um, and I just think that it also all those chemicals that it creates in your body mm-hmm. you know I read this book not too long ago running running is my therapy and it is amazing yeah. all of the different you know health benefits that something like running or any kind of exercise has yeah. and all the serotonin levels and you know all of those things that come into your body um, when you exercise and yeah. change your life. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's so much there that uh, that I don't think people people recognize. Um, and it, and sometimes it's hard to get to that point because the beginning is sometimes so hard to start. Yeah. It just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, I just, um, I was at the gym a couple months ago, and I picked up a 45-pound weight, mm-hmm. and I got on the treadmill, and it was just 45 pounds, yeah. and I was like, holy cow, I could not, how could I do this before? Right, right. It was, it was so amazing to me Yeah. that how I could do it before, and even some days I get out there and my legs feel like concrete, you know, I'm just... It's heavy, you right. know, the legs are heavy, and you're like, how did they feel? They're heavy now. That's what I try to remind yeah. myself. Yeah. Like, don't stop, because they were they were heavy before with 80 pounds on them, you know. Yeah. So just keep your butt going. Oh, and, I love it. You know. A little voice in the back yes. of your mind yeah. just saying, what yeah. are you talking about? You're not tired. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, um, well, so walk us through that journey, because um, I think there's – there's a number of pieces to this, and and that are that are all amazing. Um, so you started running, got got active, driven by a desire to to lose weight. And I think that what happened was where the turning point was was in 2000. I I think it was 13. I'm like you with dates, <laughs> you know. Um, my father was um, got diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Okay. And so I had, I was actually at MOX at the time. So maybe it was 2012, I'm not quite sure. But um, I had to leave and go be with him while he had the surgery, which was right during registration time. <laughs> so anyway, and yeah. Made it tough on the road. I do remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went and he um, had to have his esophageal um, or his esophagus cut out. And um, his part of his stomach and part of his lung from this cancer, and he was in the um, he was in ICU for 19 days, hmm. and um, I think I sat there a lot of those days thinking, you know, he's overweight, 
He's been on omeprazole for hundreds of years. I'm overweight. I've been on omeprazole for 15 years. Mm. I need to change, you know, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And and even then I was running and I can remember running like I would plan my map, my run around the hospital to try yeah. and get so many because I was I think I was probably training for maybe a half marathon or something and to try and get my miles mm-hmm. in. And um, but I think that that's when I came back and I was like, I have got to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine that I worked with had in a invited me to a um a meeting at St. Luke's and it was a weight loss meeting Mm -hmm. and her and I went and um I was like oh this is pretty drastic you know some of the things they're talking about they're talking about um bariatric surgery Mm -hmm. and so anyway you fill out information and I filled out information of my um, Blue Cross Blue Shield and all of this and so just listen to what was going on and a couple of days later the the doctor contacted me and said well you're probably one of very few definitely people in Idaho your insurance if you have Blue Cross of Idaho it's mm-hmm. not going to pay for it but mm-hmm. you have Blue Cross of Ohio because of my husband's work <laughs> and they'll pay for it uh, so I mean I had to come up with some money yeah, yeah. But it will be covered under your insurance to get this bariatric surgery. I, then it hit me, you know, like, wow, that, this could be really, I could get this done. Yeah. And so I went home and talked to my husband about it, who's always very supportive. And he's like, we'll find out more information about it. Yeah. So um, I did. I went to a doctor's appointment and I was... I think the the BMI was 40 and I was it, you you had to be 40 and above mm-hmm. and have all of these other conditions and I was at 40 but they're like well you're just on the verge so you have to have all of these other qualifications well I was on omeprazole I was on um high blood pressure I was on cholesterol medicine I was on um pre-diabetes so glucophage or metformin Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so diabetes medicine and um and so they're like well you have three of those because you only need to be on three of these medicines and have this so you qualify so then i went back i was like i don't know if i'm ready to do it yet you know i just it seems so drastic to get this kind of surgery done and so i um then my dad passed away from all of these cancers. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back, I um, I said, I think I'm, you know, I'm gonna do it. And they're like, oh, but now you have to turn in all of your, I had had a Fitbit for years. Mm-hmm. And they said, you have to turn in all of your information from the gyms that you've gone to, which I owned, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I went to every gym in the, yeah. the valley, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a problem there. I could download all my Fitbit and my um, my my fitness pal, my food logs and everything. Mm-hmm. So I had to do all of that. And, um, and then they said, you qualify, you can get it, and you can get it on this date. And so it was April, or I'm sorry, it was August 8th. 2016 okay that they scheduled it and but the problem was was i had to go back to work at that time school starts yeah so my new boss who is 
amazing, another great support system. Um, and my, the, you know, the staff that I work with, they're, you know, whatever you got to do, you do it. So I was, I went and I had a vertical sleeve gastrectomy and that's where they, you know, they cut out part of your stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's also the gastric bypass where they bypass your stomach. I didn't have that done. I just, um, because for whatever reason, my doctor decided that that's not the route I needed to go. Right. And so that was a whole new ball game. You yeah. Know? It was, it was scary and it was, um, it was learning how to eat again differently right. It was um, learning how to do so many things differently. And I think I'm going to get all emotional. Yeah, no, Sorry. it's good. That's okay. Um, I think the hardest part was people that didn't think I should have it done. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I lost friends over it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I have gained a lot of friends over it. So yeah. it's, it's totally, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's changed my life, um, and uh, but it was that was the hardest part. I think was just you know trying to make that decision and make it for myself. And um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was it was a hard decision to make, and I'm glad I did because it's changed my life. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you. Yeah. It, I mean, like I said, this was the piece that I, I had no idea uh -huh. about. And I don't know if it's just I'm, you know, knucklehead caveman. It doesn't uh, get through and I don't see I, it. I, or, I like told everybody I know, about. I know. And, and although people ask me, I will tell them exactly how I did it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's so much like stigma towards that. Like, oh, you're taking the easy way out, you know. And, um but I didn't care. I mean, yeah. I've never been one, I'll tell you. And people from high school could probably tell you. I never really care what people think of me. Mm. I mean, I as, as long as I'm not doing any harm to anybody and I'm giving them the best me, if you don't like me or if you have opinions of me, yeah, whatever, you yeah. know. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, it is still hard because it, it's – you want people to, you know, have good opinions of it. Absolutely, anyway. we want we want acceptance yeah. and we want to be loved. I, yeah, I get. I yeah, get it. Um, but it's amazing to me that that. Well, it, it it's amazing to me that there's a that there's a stigma about it, and um, you know, just the some of the things that you've shared. Um, that, and I here's a question I have mm -hmm. for you. So, um, you started running in two thousand nine in two thousand nine mm -hmm. ish. And then it sounded like that was around 2013 uh -huh. that you went to St. Luke's. So, and then 2016, the surgery. Uh -huh. So that's a span of three years that about yeah. time yeah. relative. Uh -huh. um, and let me just ask you this. I mean, from 2009 to 2016, uh -huh. when you took the, had the surgery, how much of the 80 pounds had you lost? Um, I actually started gaining weight um, from from 2013 till the time I had my surgery. Uh -huh. um, it seemed like no matter, and that was another reason why I was like, I I've got to do something. Yeah, I was. Um, 
When I went in for surgery, I was 223 pounds. Um, And when I first went to to talk to them and had my first original, um, I think I was 217 or 216 pounds. But I was like... And I, my whole life, I've been like up and down and up yeah. and down. And I mean, I could have gone from 203 to two, you know, 216 to two, you know, up and down and up and down my whole entire life. Yeah. So, um, so that was another reason why I was like, I've got to do something gotcha. because that was the biggest I'd ever been was 223. And that's huge. I mean, yeah, for you, a five foot one person. Sure. And, but at the same time, you're active, you're yeah, conscious of what uh-huh. you eat. And, and uh, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I think that maybe was my biggest the, problem was right. once I started eating, I couldn't stop. Okay. I mean, that was probably, um, you know, where it all came unraveled mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would be really self, I would be really conscious and really try to be on a health kick. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as soon as one wheel fall off, they all fell off. (laughs) (laughs) So, and so you mentioned that they didn't do a gastric bypass that they chose a sleeve. And Uh was that part of the reason why through, through your consultation, did they decide that, that helping, helping you, yes, your body uh-huh. to sense that, okay, yep. I'm full, that this would be the method mm-hmm. that would help the most. And I think I found out so much because my insurance was so, you know, I had like the platinum insurance. (laughs) So I had to go through so much prior to this. I had to meet with a a nutritionist, Mm. um, four times prior to the surgery. So every couple of months I had to Mm. meet, meet with a nutritionist. I had to go to a psychiatrist and I had uh, probably eight hours of psychiatric evaluation before I got the surgery. Is this all part of what they I typically don't think would do? So. Okay. I don't. I mean, some some yeah. do, but yeah. uh, mine. Um, I don't know if it was because I had great insurance or because I had great doctors, which yeah. I did at St. Luke's, um, and. I, but I did, I had to go through all of this psychiatric, I had to go through these tests, which were so crazy. Some of the things they asked, these tests took like, I think one, the one test took three hours. Hmm. It was incredible. The crazy things they asked in Uh this test that are like psychiatric tests. Right. Um, but, and then I had to speak with a psychiatric um, and have this evaluation, yeah. a psychiatrist. Yeah. And um, I think that during that time, I really got to some of the heart of why, the why I ate mm-hmm. like I did. And mm-hmm. it, I ha- it, you know, lots of things go back to your childhood. Mine definitely, I think, being um, raised in um, a divorced home, mm-hmm. um, I like to say I was raised by wolves because um, I was definitely a latchkey child. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of food in the house when I was younger. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, I got a job and I have a husband and a, a family. And even to this day, I can see it, you know. Yeah. I can go to the store. Like, this new Albertsons. I've heard of it. Oh, my gosh. I'm like a kid in a candy store. You could live there, right? I, That's what it is. It's crazy. Like, I 
And I think that's it is like, I have money now that yeah. I can buy my own food sure. and I'm going to buy whatever the heck I want to buy sure. and a lot of it. Yeah. And so, um, but now I just try to make much healthier choices. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's where it stemmed from. Um, according to a lot of the therapy I had. Yeah. Um, and so, I just love it now when I see like Nikki and the boys, you know, cooking and stuff like mm-hmm. that together because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that was what I didn't get as a child. And I think that it's, um, you know, I can see that I probably didn't have a lot of, now I do, like now when I cook with my girls, it's usually always healthy and things. Mm-hmm. But there, when they were little, I mean, there was a lot of mac and cheese and hot dogs going around sure. but and chicken nuggets. But I think that um, it's just, I think that that had a lot to do with it was, yeah. you know, how I grew up. And, yeah. um, and so food was scarce, you know. And so you took what you could. Yeah. 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 And I think that... Um, I mean, I can even remember back when I was in high school because my mom worked out of town. So she um, worked in Prescott and I lived in Lake Havasu. And um, I can remember my friends coming over and saying, you never have any food. What do you eat? And my my one of my good friends, Diane, her mom felt so sorry for me that she would actually bring, she would set out, whenever she made spaghetti, mm-hmm. she'd make extra spaghetti for me and set it out, d- ring the doorbell and drive away, you really? know? And so um, it was just having those memories of, you know. Yeah. And and I was thinner then. I mean, I did a, I lived in Lake Havasu. I did a lot of partying. Right. Let's face it. I mean, um, so... You know, you didn't really need to eat a whole lot, but yeah, um, yeah. but I think that just I ruined my you know my metabolism and all of those things that I know now. Yeah. Um, I always wonder, like, did I ever drink water when I was younger? Like now, I'm always telling Versus my girls taking, like sodas and things like yeah, that. Is that yeah. mostly what you were drinking? Uh-huh. Processed stuff. Yeah. Like I tell my girls now all the time, like drink water, drink yeah. water, drink water. I yeah. try to think back when I was in high school or growing, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think I drank a lot of water. Well, and that's, I mean, it's, yeah, there, there are so many, I mean, if you, if you look at the way that you ate maybe in, in some regards, that's, that's along the lines of an extreme yeah. diet that people would go on as uh-huh. an adult to try and lose weight. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh-huh. extreme calorie restriction and, and, uh, just taking a few things for for nutrition and and I mean there's so much out there now that that when people do that um, that they're they're messing themselves up in a shorter time span mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so it, it it makes it could make some sense but it's I, the thing that's amazing to me and I, I I love it I mean it's it's incredible is to hear from you the amount of support that you got from the medical staff and that this wasn't just something that you just yes. walked in mm-hmm. and said, I want this surgery and, um, you know, I want the easy route. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound easy to me when I yeah. listen to, to what you're describing. It wasn't. It was um, crazy. Yeah. I mean, when I first got out of the hospital, I could only have, they would only give me two ounces of water at a time. And I was in the hospital for three days. Huh. Um, and so then I slowly could have like, increase my ounces to four ounces to six ounces and and um it was it was pretty wild how and which is strange it's kind of like back to when I was younger you know like I didn't eat a lot you know or whatever but then all of a sudden now I'm restricting what I'm eating and but I knew um 
I knew that I was going to take a different approach to it as some people that I follow or some people that I know who have had the surgery mm-hmm. have done it differently. And I knew I was going to take, um, I was going to still uh, do my exercise. Mm-hmm. Like I was walking around the block, you know, the day I got home and I was like, I'm going to be back to running again soon. Yeah. And, yeah. and those were things that I was always asking my doctor, like, when can I run? And they're yeah. like, what? You know, you just had this, yeah, you just had this surgery. Um, And um, and then the healthy food. I wanted to really incorporate healthy food because I had to drink these protein drinks, Mm -hmm. you know, for um, quite a bit of time. And then I could introduce, you know, it was all protein. I could introduce more protein and then I could, you know, have cottage cheese and scrambled eggs. And so I really had to learn how to eat again. Yeah. But, um, but you had that opportunity to learn to eat again too, right? How neat is that? Yeah. And, um, it's been amazing. I mean, I am not on one medication now. I was going to ask the question. Absolutely not. That's a huge Uh, thing to to focus on, right? I mean, weight loss is great, but if you can have a, a, a health increase and improvement, because of that it's crazy i mean i had i had hmm. spent over a thousand dollars a year or a year in medication and that's gone yeah i mean no medication whatsoever you can go buy that wetsuit i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i did i did uh, I and then it. and then just all of the other things that have come from it you know yeah it was a hard road it wasn't the easy way out by any means I had to take baby steps and learn how to eat again and learn how to work out again. And, um, but it helped me not, um, not overeat, you Mm -hmm. know, I really Mm -hmm. had to watch and now I can eat more, you know, like I thought, Oh God, am I ever going to be able to eat like more than just a cup of food at a time? And I can when, you know, when it's lettuce, I can eat more, you know, like in a salad and things like that. And, um, and I cheat. I mean, I can have a piece of pizza now, but I'm like, you're going to have one piece of pizza because that's what's got you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, um, and then I can make it differently. I can make it with cauliflower crust or out of, right. you know, chicken breast. Right. And there's so many recipes out there now and, um, just tons of food that I would have never ate before, like quinoa and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these recipes that I'm trying that now when my husband wants to go get a hamburger and we go get it, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like French fries that I used to love that mm-hmm. had a golden arch. Mm-hmm. I used to love those French fries, and now I'm like, these yeah. are they don't taste like food. Right? It's just weird. It's how... it's amazing how your taste buds change, uh-huh. and uh, we've found that in our own household. I mean, I feel like we are. I feel like we, we eat very healthy now. I feel like we've eaten healthy for a long time, but it's changed over time. But it's gotten even to the point of, of an extreme. I mean, yeah, it, it feels like if we uh-huh. go out to eat, and no, no offense to any restaurants, but it often feels like we're, we're settling uh-huh. for food. So we go out for a social perspective, mm-hmm. but it's like the good food is back at home. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, kind of, it's kind of neat uh-huh. you know, when you're eating like that. But you know, one thing that I noticed for myself um, is that as I've gotten, you know, quote unquote healthier, it's kind of an unfortunate byproduct in some ways that when I do eat some of the things or drink some of the things, uh, you know, have a beer or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I notice that I don't feel very good. Yeah. And do you yeah. know, do you notice that also? Yeah, absolutely. And I've heard that from a lot of people too. And it's, um, 
I, I mean, I, I'm happy to give it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would give that stuff up in a heartbeat to be able to, to live a healthy lifestyle. But at the same time. Yeah. I still, I have still like a cookie or, uh-huh. or ice cream. I love ice cream. But now I just, you know, I do it in smaller amounts. And uh-huh. God, I can remember like loving to go out to dinner and everything was about food. Everything that I did was around food. Mm-hmm. Like with family, it mm-hmm. was around food. And now, um, now I just use it for fuel. Like sometimes I think to myself, "Oh my gosh, what did I eat today?" <laughs> How am I going to run with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but um, but it's not like on my forefront of my brain twenty four seven like it was. Right. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so okay, so that was two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. So we're coming up on three years. So so that's a huge. I mean, again. It, I, I love the fact that, that you found running early and you know you, you kept that going. It was spurred on and, and motivated because you burned calories. I'm sure that was frustrating to not see the weight coming off um, when you're putting in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the way it was. So then 2016 comes along, you have your surgery. Now you're working back into this lifestyle mm-hmm. that you had envisioned for yourself and that you had dreamt about. Um, did you run across any roadblocks? I mean, obviously you said relationships and some friends and things like that mm-hmm. as a result of the surgery, but um, were there were there roadblocks between then and now, or what are some of those roadblocks that, um, you know, just were there any walls that you had to climb? I mean, or, or has it been just a steady, just, hey, every day's better, um, and this is getting me closer and closer to where I want to be? No, I think I still, you know, I, I, see, I see things changing. Um, every now I still weigh myself pretty frequently Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't, but, um, I, I had a mental number in my head. I Mm. wanted to be, you know, I was 127 in high school. (laughs) I want to be 127. And my doctor is like, no, you're 50 years old. I'm 52 now. Um, but she's like, you're, you know, 150 is good for you. And so, um, but still I, then I was like, oh, maybe 143, you know, and I got down, that was, I got down to 143, pretty happy with that. But my body just likes a certain, you know, a certain, and I'm not so much worried about the number now I see it come and go and I think that um now that I'm training for a triathlon Uh um I I'm doing more biking and swimming and running and so I'm really starting to and I'm incorporating a lot more weight training um I have always loved Orange Theory and I've gone I've gone there twice a week but now I go once a week but now I do it at home I do the beach body on demand uh-huh. lifting, you know, lift four. And so I'm incorporating. So I'll wake up at four o'clock on, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll do my, you know, my weight training and run for half an hour. And then I, so now with the whole triathlon thing, you have got to, to really figure out, like you were saying, the yeah. schedule. I mean, I'm trying to run two days a week, swim two days a week, bike two days yeah. a week, yoga, Orange Theory, you know, all of these sure. things. And sometimes something's just got to give, you know, I don't get it all done. But I think that um, the roadblocks that I have come across is just trying to, you know, keep keep at it. And, you know, someday, sometimes I don't get everything that I want in in a week. And 
Um, sometimes I want to have a cookie or two or, you know, and then I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, that's, it's just not healthy for you. But I mean, those are things that I have struggled with as food. You know, I do, I do see that I do every now and then and that and, and just trying to maintain a healthy weight. And, Mm -hmm. but other than that, I think it's all gone pretty good. I mean, I don't think that those have been really bad roadblocks. Yeah, no, Um, I've so many other things have come from it, you know, just awesome opportunities and, um, and then I decided I was going to train for a marathon, mm-hmm. you know, that whole, that was um, in 2017. So after I kind of got myself together and, right. you know, lost a little weight, I started training for that marathon. Was that your first big uh-huh. event after? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Which was incredibly hard. Yeah. I okay. Mean, so what was on the marathon? Oh what, my I, mean, I hear people talk always. I've never done one. I don't know that I will. <laughs> but what is, what was the big barrier for you during it? Like what was the point the, when you didn't know if you could make it? Uh, well, I hear it happens for yes, everybody. mile 16 when my legs cramped up okay. and I couldn't walk. <laughs> I was on the ground and, you know, in the evening time when I'm sitting in the chair and all of a sudden I get a cramp and I'm like, <gasps> and what Tony has to try and he can't help me, you know. Right. Um, but so that was big for me because I can't fuel like a regular athlete, mm-hmm. right? So I can't take in all the liquids that I need to take during big training. I can't. Um, even now you're, you're even limited now, on how yeah. much. Okay. So I really cramp bad. Uh-huh. Um, and I've. I've actually had some, you know, I've tried to talk to some nutritionists. Actually, there's a a nutritionist out of Boston, Nancy Clark, who's Mm -hmm. a very well-known diet sports nutritionist. And, you know, she's tried to help me, you know, you know, with sweat rate and all of these things um, and how to feel properly. And but it's it's just hard. It's a hard one for somebody like me that. so I really have to drink a lot of water mm-hmm. always. I've always got to be drinking water. Um, I have to, I have to use a lot of salt in mm-hmm. my diet um, because I sweat a lot. Does that help you retain and hold some of the water? Is that I think idea so. Yeah, um, and you know I take this all kinds of. I try everything on the market. There's something called Hot Shot, and it's made with capsaicin, mm-hmm. and it's like a c- cinnamon like fireball and it's a little shot and I take that and right away my legs will not cramp up right so I carry that on me all the Uh time but um but yeah I've just had to figure out all of these tricks and things to try you know um but yeah that marathon was it was hard 26.2 miles is a long way to run (laughs) it's a long ways to run and I did it in five hours and 50 minutes which is not what I wanted I was I was wanting five hours and 15 minutes was my plan a but so you know I've got to come back to do on that do you have one on on no I don't but um I will I'll do another one it's coming yeah what um so, so you've got some triathlons coming up. Yeah. Um, so you said, I think, uh, how, 
tell me about what, well, what inspired you to, to <laughs> move that route? Cause you go from running yeah, and then. I think I just wanted to, to cross train. I looked, started looking into how can I cross train to be a better runner and mm-hmm. be faster. Um, cause my ultimate dream before I'm 55 is to run the Boston marathon. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think I can do it. I mean, I know I can pay for my entry, right? Right. (laughs) Um, But, like, to qualify, I have to be able to run a 950. And I think they've just recently changed that to be even harder but um but i'll do it one way or another by the time i'm 55 i'll if if i have to do somehow you know because like i say you can pay for it by through charity you can okay um you can whatever charity of the year is and things like that so um but that i think was my main goal and then i thought um i just I don't know. I thought it was hard on my body probably doing just running mm-hmm. all the time. So I thought biking would be good. Mm-hmm. And it's you can cover a lot of ground you on can. a bike. It's a little faster, right? I, know. <laughs> I went out the other day and I was like, wow, I'm eight miles already and I'm not tired. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and I've covered a lot of ground. I've seen a lot of things. So. You know, I love the bike. And I mean, Gosh. I've worked in some bike shops and, and, of course, cycled a lot in my life. And I always joke with uh, my, my friends who own a bike shop. And I'm like, you guys have the best job in the world. Because I'm like, there's nobody yeah. that comes into your place that, that comes in unhappy or leaves unhappy. No if you're doing your job oh right, right? If you guys are taking care of the bikes. Yeah. These guys are stoked. I because dropped when I bought my bike. bike. Did you? Yes, did I it did. Work? It did, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. I yes. love it. But I do. I love the bike. I am not so happy with my swim right now. Yeah. And, it's hard. Well, and growing up in Lake Havasu, I'm sure you can swim. Yes, yes. But are uh-huh. you? would you consider have considered yourself a swimmer? I swam in high school. Okay. I went to um, – I went – like a year at, to Venice High School yeah. in in Venice, California, and I was on swim team there. Um, I wasn't the greatest. No, I'm not a greatest swimmer, but I'm learning, yeah. and I'm I'm just putting the time in. You oh know? my gosh! Yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And, and that was um, again. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by what keeps people going. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I remember all the way back to when I was a personal trainer in another lifetime um, when I was first out of college, and that was going to be my career choice. I mean, that's what I went to school for, um, was to go into the health and fitness industry. And, and uh, I, I was probably the opposite of a lot of people. People would come in the first of the year during the New Year's rush, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, get them out of here, get them out of here. And I'm on the back end. I'm like, no, man, you know, like, let's keep them here, yeah. you know? I mean, they're here for a reason. Uh-huh. And, and it just, I started developing this thought in my mind of why do people quit? Um, and when it comes to New Year's resolutions, I mean, why do people quit so fast? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I mean, I, I've got some thoughts there. Um, and I fell in, I fell prey to that myself when I signed on for a triathlon because, like you said, it takes so much time to piece everything together. And then um, you kind of have to be able to concede that maybe you're not going to be as good at one thing or the other. And so there's some tactics there, right? Uh, yeah. To be able to say, okay, well, maybe I'm not the greatest swimmer, so I'm going to um, 
I'm going to work really hard just to be efficient on the swim so mm -hmm. I have the energy that I need for the other stuff. Or I know a guy um, that you probably know as well, and uh, he's a master's triathlete in the area, and he is always the first out of the water. Or he's, I mean, like with the elites, you know? And I mean, he's, he's like first through fifth, and the elite guys are coming out, and then he's coming out, and I'm like, whoa! And, um, and it's just he's such an incredible swimmer that it kind of puts him ahead. Um, but it's that, that tactical aspect of it is cool. But again, um, it all takes time. And swimming is so technique driven. Yes. Oh so gosh. technique driven. So I've got, you know, my oldest son, and we mentioned, well, actually, both boys swim. Um, my oldest is 11. I can still kick his butt at everything, <laughs> thankfully, except swimming. Oh. And I can't beat him. I think I could probably beat him in a 25 yard all out brawl to one side and I'll look <laughs> ugly as heck. But the second we come off that wall, it's all over for me because I got to hold on to it and catch my breath. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. And you know, YouTube is wonderful. Yeah. Because I think about like all the money I've already spent and I think, you know, I can't afford a, a coach, sure. you know, to, to, uh, but so I've, I'm in there with my phone looking up all the fingertip drag and you know oh, all, all this it. stuff and yeah. people are probably thinking what is she doing i don't care <laughs> well if there's any coaches out there yes. that have incredible um, <laughs> abilities and here's some inspiration here i, I think cynthia is incredibly uh, a, a quick learner yes i am <laughs> anybody that can learn through youtube that's um, right is uh man i did have a, an incredible situation happen where i um there was a lady her name's Wendy Mater, and she's a, a coach and a nine-time Kona. Yeah. Um, but I sent her a video of me swimming, and she analyzed it and put it on YouTube for me oh. and gave me some incredible yeah. feedback, which was so awesome. Yeah. Um, so, um, But little things like that, those type of the fitness and health and fitness going back to Instagram, mm -hmm. that community is amazing. That's you know, great. just you can ask anybody. And I have never... You know, a lot of people taught, I see posts about people, you know, like negativity. I've never had anybody be negative or mean to me hmm. or say anything, you know, but positive and helpful. Yeah. So I just, I've had a great experience through it. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're willing to, to reach out yes, and ask yes, the right people uh -huh. the right questions, right? Exactly. I have to have you coach me up a little bit. <laughs> um, so what would you say is your... Um, your crowning achievement. I mean, through this whole journey, what's the thing that you're the most proud of, if you will? Um, I that's a... Well, I, I mean, completing a marathon, that would mm -hmm. be one. I did, listen to this story. I, um, I had 2017, I wanted to complete everything. A 5K, a 10K, a 15K, okay. a half, and a marathon, right? Uh -huh. I wanted to get the whole thing done. And so um, I did this 15K race for steaks. You get a steak afterwards. <laughs> Not, I'm in. Oh, my, oh my God, tri-tip. And um, so afterwards, I'm getting my, um, my food, and there's two people on the podium. They're talking about the 51 or the, yeah, 50 to 55 or whatever category. And they're, they're my people. I'm like, yay, good yeah, for you yeah. guys. And there's two of them. I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if... Anyway, so I'm getting my food and my beer in the beer garden, and I go, Tony's waiting for me, and I go tell him, yeah, I was cheering on. I, and I said, I, when I was standing there, I think I heard my name. 
And I thought, no, I can't. it's not me, right? Yeah. So he's like, well, before we leave, you should go back and see if it was you. Because yeah. this is after, towards the end. And, and then we get in the car, getting ready to leave, and he's like, go see. And I'm like, no, it's not me. I go and see, and it was me. Are you kidding me? I got me? third place no in my class. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I got a little cowbell. I was so excited. So, so you got the steak yeah. and a cowbell. Yes. That's yes. perfect. So that was, like, that was incredible. That, yeah. for me, to, like, totally I could have podi- stood on the podium. Yeah, didn't dang you? it. So next year, I'm going to do it again. come back together. I know, I know. Um, but those PRs that yeah. you know you get, you yeah. beat your time, and all of those things are, um, huge. yeah, huge. And now uh, going on to the triathlon part of it is is exciting for me. Yeah. So in April, I'll do, um, it's a, a YMCA tri. And it's kind of just to get my feet wet and learn the transitions and mm-hmm. everything. So one day I'll swim, and the next day I'll ride, um, I'll bike and run. Yeah, that one's over two days, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah, uh-huh. okay, okay. So that'll be interesting, yeah. just to get my feet wet. And, and then in at the end of July, I'm doing the Burley Spudman. Okay. And I actually signed up. They This was the first year they had the sprint and the Olympic. And I thought, well, I'm going to get my feet wet and do the sprint. Yeah. Then all of a sudden something happened, and I decided to go to the Olympic distance instead. I'm like, ah, I could do it, you know. So you're in. Yeah. So I changed girl. it, and Leveling I, up. yeah. So and then I have, you know, I'm, I say before I'm 55, I want to do Coeur d'Alene 70.3, yes, half Ironman, yes. I don't know. Not that I want to ask, but I want to ask. So how many years until? Oh, like, I'm 52. Okay, 52. So got, okay. Yeah, I've got so, three years to train yeah, for it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I actually, another um, person I reached out to, I watched this documentary on this guy. I, I can't, I wish I remembered what the documentary name was, but um, he's a, like a punk rock, he's in a punk rock band, okay. and he does triathlons, and he had this coach, and I looked her up on Instagram, and her and I started talking. She said she'd come down and coach me. She's from New York, you know. No way. I mean, just little things yeah, like that that yeah. like people are very supportive. Right. And so you just got to ask, right? I absolutely love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Well, and so, um, so running in the two hundred eight or running through the two hundred eight mm-hmm. is your uh, your Instagram title name, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, so part of all of this, I guess, part of just your activity and, and maybe the ask piece uh-huh. is that um, you, you're the, you're an ambassador for a couple of companies, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of uh-huh. a neat thing. I think it's it cool, is. you know? Yeah. So tell us about that real quick. Well, I mean, um, kind of how that it came It started out. with Honey Stinger. Uh-huh. I signed up for, you know, filled out an application. Uh-huh. And um, that's the fuel I use for um, when I did my marathon. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have been wonderful to me. And... Um, and it's fun because there's Facebook pages through Honey Stinger. And again, you have all types of, I mean, these are some elite athletes mm-hmm. giving you advice, you know, mm-hmm. which is like little old me, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that they have a neat mix of everyday people too. So so that's super neat. And, um, and then um, Boko Gear is another one that um, is, I just love this trucker hat, right, that I always wear when I run. And they have different clothing, you know, um, gloves that I wear when I cycle and my hats and my visors and stuff like that. Um, And then Numa is uh, another one. And it's one that I started using to help me um, 
with my electrolyte problem mm-hmm. and my my um, cramping. Mm-hmm. And so I just started ordering them and um, through Amazon. And next thing I know, you know, I'm I'm an ambassador for them. So cool. And so they're a really cool corporation that um, is more about doing good. Their, their thing is um, do good, be good. You know, right. they like to just get out in the health and fitness community yeah. and, um, and just do whatever they can to help people. And, um, through their drink and you know yeah. they're big in the crossfit industry as well so awesome so anyway yeah so that's been super neat mm-hmm. to um to have just the support of those people Absolutely. behind you and um and so yeah a lot of good things come from and you know the whole instagram thing i think i just started because i wanted to document my journey right right i wanted to like you know, Instagram, yeah, pictures, yeah. and and I could go back and see like the progress I've made, or you know, my last runtime, or whatever, you know. Um, and it was such a visual thing for me because I do take like every time I'm out, I take a picture of my mm-hmm. run, and mm-hmm. and so um, and and the more I heard how inspiring like me to other people i'm gonna get teary-eyed again (laughs) i'm gonna get choked up um but i hear that a lot and i never meant to do it for like anybody else because i'm i was selfish and i was just doing it for myself Um, (laughs) yeah i know no but but it was neat to hear that from people like other like even now i have a teacher that might say you know i haven't ran in years and i see you out there running and so i'm gonna run and and just things like that, that that is that has changed it for me. You know, yeah. it's changed the game for me to especially just be positive and um, and cheer people on. Like mm-hmm. I go on there and I like to cheer people on and see what they're doing. And mm-hmm. and because um, I get it back from so many other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, if everybody could do that in the world, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be amazing? Yeah, it would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Well... I um, <laughs> yeah, it hit me before you said it just then, but uh, I, that's I love that. I love that you said that you you started your Instagram account to document your journey, and document it for for you, and um, and and through that, you know, we have drawn inspiration. I mean, that's I I just I see a happy, vibrant uh, individual out doing something that she loves and that's what that's what endears me to your journey and your message and so um, I'm I'm so grateful just to be able to you know sit down with you for the last little bit and and um, and have you share all of this with us because uh, I think that so many things that you've said are so much of all of our journey in some way um, and and I, I truly believe that we are all athletes and I mean there is a difference in in performance level, but we're all athletes and there's very little that separates, you know, you and me from the elite person in our sport. I mean, if we look at it in terms of metrics and what we're putting on a board or writing down on paper, yeah, there's a performance difference. So what? Uh We're doing the same thing. Our bodies are responding in the same way and we're getting the same out of it. And in some ways, maybe we we may be getting more out of it. Yeah. um, Because it's something that we need in our lives. And I mean, you've nailed it. Um, just in the freedom that it's opened up for you and, and the things that you Tony had just said to me yesterday. Um, he said, um, why, 
why do you have to continue, you know, like, why, what, what is, what drives you to not stop, you know? And, um, he's like, you're, you're not an elite athlete or anything. And I was like, you're right, but I'm not in competition with anybody but myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying every day like, to get myself better. And that's, that's all that matters to me, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to win the Olympics, you know, <laughs> right. but I'm going to kick ass yeah. trying to make myself better. Yeah. That's all that matters. I love it. I so. love it. Cynthia, I think, um, I mean, that I, I, I want to close with, uh, always with an idea of, um, of, of how, like, if you could make a recommendation um, to others, uh, how would you recommend or inspire them um, to live greater? Like, what would be, I mean, you kind of just, <laughs> you kind of just nailed it. But what would be your just... You know, if you knew that there was somebody, that teacher that you were talking about that hasn't been running or someone else, if you could just tell them, you know, hey, what would you say that would help them to maybe start their journey? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I would just, I mean, whatever goals they have, it's amazing how, you know, the Nike slogan, just do it. You just go do it, you know, just get out there every day and even if it's not every day, if it's every other day or whatever, I mean, it just, you're, they say you're never going to regret it, right? Mm -hmm. You're never going to regret a run. You're never going to regret a great swim, whatever. I mean, if you get out there and do it and that's something I always give myself 10 minutes. I always say, okay, get out there and get dressed, go out the door, give it 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then after 10 minutes, if you really feel like today's not your day, then then turn around and go home. And I never go home. I love it. So There it is. There it is. <laughs> Give <laughs> it 10 it minutes. <laughs> that is beautiful. That's going to that's going to become something here. Um, man, that's powerful. Well, we'll we'll finish up with that. All right. Um, so there you have it, folks. Um, when uh, when you feel that it, it may not be time and, and you're not ready, give it 10 minutes. <laughs> Get out and give it a try. Yeah. Um, just put one foot in front of the other and, and make it happen. Um, thank you so much, Cynthia, for joining us today. Thank you uh, for today. having me. It was fun. Heck it was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I can't say that this will be the last time that we'll be together on this. I, I'm sure we'll, we're going to have have favorites back so um, it's uh, it's gonna be great I will put um, in the show notes uh, a couple of links to um, the uh, the companies that Cynthia mentioned um, that uh, that she is an ambassador for I mean, I mean that's a it's a huge thing and shout out to the fitness industry for supporting um, the athlete in us all and just recognizing that um, that uh, you know we, we do make a difference and, and that you make a difference in people's lives. And um, obviously, um, people see that. And so um, keep running. I will. And, um, I'll be running through the 208. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time, you guys, live greater, be good, and be blessed. Talk to you soon.